0: Welcome everyone uh, to Freedom35ers first ever sit down. This is a new series for us where we get to know more about artists and creators in the CNFT space. Uh, my name is Tommy, and I go by TLWMY also on Twitter and Discord.
1: I'm
2: TJ, I go by lazy T and all my handles.
1: And my name is Tom. I'm the other Tom and I go by Lavish Bear. And uh, today we're joined by the
0: awesome artist, photographer, author. U.S. Uh, United States Air Force veteran uh, Jason Matias. Jason, uh, thanks for coming on, man. Welcome.
3: I didn't know I was first. <laughs> hey, you're right? the first one. You are I the first.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this series, like we were actually going to segue right to that. Is uh, you know, this is our first ever interview series with uh, one of the creators, and I thought it was so fitting for us is to actually have a true artist um, onto the onto the thing. It was really cool to be able to get to talk to you. So we appreciate you coming on, man. Absolutely. Thanks. Yeah, so um, I, I think for us, you know, we, um, we're a little newer into this space. I've been been a few months now. Uh, we've been talking about CNFTs. We've been getting into uh, Cardano a little bit more. And you know, we t- ended up talking about it so much, uh, we ended up, you know, hey, why don't we start a podcast? And this is kind of how we got born and birthed. And uh, from there, you know, I've, I've been starting to see the community develop and actually been seeing your name pop up in a lot of different Twitter spaces. And I think that's how our interaction even uh, me, me and you even got to talking right now, and how this happened. So um, for you, you know, how did how did you actually get into CNFTs and Cardano itself?
3: I got into Cardano because it was the cheapest of the top ten back in 2017. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, what, "What? Where's the best multiplier?" And mm-hmm. and I thought that was it. Um, but so that was 2017. But then when when this whole NFT space uh, ex- became something that was mainstream uh, or started becoming mainstream, I jumped in on ETH. Mm. And I was on ETH for the first four months of of this whole adventure. Right. Uh, but the whole time I was looking at how do I get onto Cardano? And for the last few years, I've been offering my art for crypto. Like you can pay me in crypto for physical pieces. But uh, I, I didn't know. the The Cardano space was kind of opaque um mm-hmm. in like june i couldn't figure out how to get on and or may so it took me until june to figure out how to do it and, mm-hmm. and since then i've just been pushing forward and uh, and i show up in a lot of spaces because i the other thing that i do is is and i'm an educator right so I, I teach artists how to do business and i just like talking about that stuff so i just uh i'm always in spaces sitting there ready to ready to brain dump on people i guess you could say
1: so you've been into Cardano, I mean, way before NFTs, a lot before or a lot sooner than all of us so far, because we just got on for um, for NFTs. Or Tommy, you actually had a little early on uh, before NFTs got on there, didn't you? And you were holding on to it. Yeah.
0: Um, I, a little bit of background <laughs> about, about us, Jason, is we with this whole Freedom 35ers thing got born from us actually getting into crypto as a just a group. It became a group text from us called Freedom 35. Um, and it was our goal to go ahead and retire off crypto. Uh, we thought back in 2017 we were going to invest in XRP, uh, Tron, XL, you know, the XLM, and we were on the Binance, you know, verifying with our little ID card, sending them to China. Whoever knows where we were, you know, getting verified on back then. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's kind of where we 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 birthed out of this whole thing, and it got resurrected back in uh, I bet said May or April this year, uh, you know, when all the meme coins started to go off, and uh, we started all talking about it again. And uh, I actually got into Cardano, I'd say about May of this year, I had been pretty much primarily in XRP um, and a little bit in Ethereum um, and then stumbled into the NFTs back in about August of this year. I was the first one for seeing it. It was the first NFT I ever bought it was actually a Cardano Bits back in the day. So it was kind of cool. you have a Jason Matias yet? I don't have a Jason Matias. So that's <laughs> oh. something we wanted to talk to. Yes. Off. I, I didn't... I... <laughs> That was actually something I wanted to ask you about is that, you know, I, I, I realized that after starting to do more research and looking at your stuff that you had real artwork, I think that's something that a lot of people in this space technically, you know, you know, start to look over if they're just the average consumer, right? They all look for the profile pictures, you know, the big names like the yummies, the clays. Um, but when you start to look at actual real artists um, who in this space around, it's kind of unique of what you're doing, right? Um, how, how did that come out, come about for you? And, you know, how has it been like transferring from the real world into this digital world with your, um, with your art?
3: I I think that the NFT space, the NFT verse or whatever you want to call it is bringing in a lot of new buyers, Mm -hmm. new art people. And so they come in and PFPs are the thing, right? They're the Mm -hmm. things that get spread around a lot. Everyone's changing their profile pictures. So that's what they want and it's interesting i've had a few conversations like this where i'm I'm speaking to someone and asking them about their tastes and and whatever and finding out that they have never looked at art as a value add to their life like putting Mm -hmm. a piece up on a wall or whatnot they've never done that before so they're coming in with brand new art taste Mm -hmm. and uh and honestly, we all start with art as kids as uh, cartoons, so it kind of makes sense that we're yeah. still you know all these people who are just getting into the art world are looking at looking at the cartoonish stuff. Um, it's been a bit of a challenge on my side uh, pro- producing or projecting the value proposition
2: mm-hmm.
3: because this whole playing field, this whole universe is built on financial assets. So right. people are coming in because they want to make money with their NFTs. But the fine art flip, I guess, is much longer term. Right. And, uh, and I think a lot of people aren't doing that. They're not, they're not ready to do that. Um, so, so it's been a bit of a challenge.
2: I do like how you were bringing or bridging real life photography and art to the NFTs, space, so I think that's an, an awesome thing that, that you're doing. Uh, how do you choose where to, to post your art to sell versus their Ethereum versus the Cardano side? Is there, do you have a way you're like, oh, I want this on the Ethereum network and I want this on the Cardano side or you just kind of pick randomly?
3: Well, everything that wasn't that's on Ethereum is there because they didn't have anywhere else to put it.
2: Gotcha. There was no okay.
3: Solana. There was no um, Tezo, Tezos when I started. Mm-hmm. So it was Ethereum by choice or by default now i i so i just released uh, i don't know when this is going to come out but i just released the collection for our basel and mm-hmm. i chose to release it on both ethereum and cardano because the people walking around with wallets at our basel are going to be the ethereum people right. but i also wanted to make stuff available for cardano um so in general, when I'm looking at where to post a piece or considering mm-hmm. where to post a piece, if, it's a, if I feel like it's going to be a high ticket item, then I think I'm going to put it on Ethereum because that's where those buyers seem to be. Right. I'm hoping that will change Yeah, because yeah, I would rather make money on, on Cardano than I would on, uh, on Ethereum because then I can stake it, then I can add it to the community and uh, I just like it better. You know, there's a whole, there's a lot of reasons to like Cardano. So
0: right, right. But how does that work as far as uh, fees and costs for you? Because obviously, we all know about high gas fees, and I think that's what turned a lot of people over to the Cardano and even Solana marketplaces right now, just because of those fees. How does that work from a creator standpoint? Does it cost you more money to go ahead and mint? How does that work on your side?
3: I well, it costs me more money to mint on Ethereum, obviously, right. unless mm-hmm. I'm doing the free minting or right. the uh, the lazy minting. So that's free for me. I don't pay any gas fees on free minting, Um, but that affects the price that I think I can charge, Mm -hmm. because I can't or I don't think it's right to charge a hundred dollars for something and then the buyer has to pay another three hundred on on gas. I think that's just silly. Yeah. Um, which is why I think the higher ticket items would would go over there, like the one of ones and whatnot. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh,
3: Cardano obviously doesn't cost much. It's like one point something ETH or one point something uh, ADA to to post, right? Right. Or I can do, um, I don't want to call it the the vending machine style. Right. Where I go through a service and, and like make, an
0: NFT maker or something like that, or
3: yeah. And then it doesn't cost me anything except for the fee. So it doesn't cost me anything to make it and to put it up for sale. Mm-hmm. Then I just pay the fee for whoever did it. So I use Marmotta a lot, and they charge five percent.
0: Okay. I think, actually, I mentioned my first ever uh, NFT. It was a picture, I think, an animated. Our uh, Tom over here, he does some editing for us. And I think it was Metro Mermaids or Mermada. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I actually saw your video you had for that. Um, and, yeah, it took maybe, like I said, it was three, three ADA or something like that. And they refunded, obviously, a little bit of it. So it was super mm-hmm. cheap to do.
3: Yeah, it's, is- it's three ADA. They give you back one and a half. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so that's super cheap. Obviously, if you're and if you, especially if you're not releasing ten thousand of those, like a big profile pick collection, and it is a style of you know mm-hmm. it's way way more affordable. I would think to be on Cardano if you're doing it. I guess technically the easy, you know, the the correct way to go about minting it. Um, mm-hmm. So that's actually a cool uh, topic we we actually discussed in one of our podcasts last week was actually the utility versus art, right? Uh, everybody in this space right now seems to be in that flipper mentality of wanting to, you know, to 10 X their money as soon as they buy something. And if they don't, they can immediately dump it down to a, a very low price below mint and just kind of move on to the next thing. And they aren't in that for that long hodler discussion. I mean, how does that impact you as an artist? Cause I obviously that we were talking about, it, it seems that it would be very discouraging. You would think as to see this, the hard work that you put in people buy it for this price. And then afterwards, if it's not making them an immediate amount of money, they kind of move on and, and walk away from it. How's your feelings on that?
3: Uh, no one's putting my work on the secondary market. Really? Everyone who buys it is holding it. That's awesome. Um, I haven't seen. Uh, I ha- so the only thing I've seen on secondary is my Lonely Boat collection, mm-hmm. and I think the people listing that is Mad in Art, the the company that um, that did the drop for me, because mm-hmm. they kept a few of them for themselves, and I think they listed it on the aftermarket, but they listed it for like eighteen x. Oh, wow over over mint yeah. so I, I see people doing the dump and and I, I only recently learned how or what the mentality is about that because the the below mints i don't think most sane people aren't dropping aren't spending a bunch of money and then listing it for less than they bought it for right yeah the people you can never work, finish
1: it out figure it out
3: um yeah so the people who are doing who are doing that are the people who are trying to get rare mints so they mm-hmm. buy a whole bunch right let's say i want to spend 2000 dollars on a project and then i go look at all my little things that i got and find which ones are rare and which ones aren't and they dump the common ones so they can recoup a little bit of money so they can go buy more to get more rares right and that's that's what's happening with that um, and i think anybody who has money understands the economics of how it would be a losing game, right? To yeah. oh, spend 10, yeah. eight on something and then and then sell it for eight, right? That's a that's a recipe for poverty. Um, but it's just those people doing that, and it, it doesn't affect me at all. I, they're not doing that on artists, they're, they're or individual artists. They're doing mm-hmm. that on the big projects. Yeah, and uh, I am going to do a big project, a like a fifty thousand drop, but it's going to oh, wow. be of the book I wrote. So. Okay. And, and if people want to dump the book after i I honestly don't give a shit right <laughs> you, you really hate me. and exactly. not getting anything out of the second thing and uh and that's how the real world works anyway if you buy my book at barnes and noble and then you go sell it back when you're done with your whole library and you need space you just drop it off somewhere so right uh but i mean that's a book but um
0: I think the whole point of it, of what people are doing right now, right. They're looking to have long-term that they want to see, they're expecting long-term investment and in utility almost out of some of these projects. Like sometimes artwork is just art, you know, it is, it is what it is, you know, yeah. they are there to, to be viewed and appreciated and they're not there to offer you utilities, royalties, you know, future airdrops. It's not there for that. And I think that mentality right now, it's, it's, you're not seeing it. It, The mainstream part of this NFT thing is more focused, I think, Currently in that, but I do think there will be coming an appreciation for the people who have started to collect these things. Like I know me personally, I'm now and I started I started this thing with two and just kind of just hanging on to them. And I I sit with almost 400 uh, CNFTs now just because I don't like letting them go. I actually appreciate
1: holding on to them. Um, So it's it's definitely a different mentality I think for the mainstream. Well, you mentioned um, I mean for the book you're doing a a massive release, so it makes sense for the 50k drop um, with some of your other um, art you've you have done different limited amounts of drops like some of them are one of one like you said and then some have been 10 of 10 how have you kind of chosen which picture you're going to do in in such a limited amount or is it just like more ones you have connected with like this is just going to be one of one that's it
3: it it, it's kind of like how available do I want to make the work for people Mm -hmm. so I did the uh my first drop on Cardano after the Lonely Boats was um the skyward collection the, mm-hmm. the 3 planes and i was originally going to put them as one of ones for uh the big plane the strata fortress was going to be 7500 ADA, okay. as a one of one plus print <clears throat> so 7500 times whatever the price is so 14000 to 21000 and if i was doing a one of one that's what i would charge in the real world around 20 grand for a piece mm-hmm. uh but I kind of realized it's it's way out of the budget for a lot of people. So I broke it up into 10 and just divided the price. So each one is 750. Uh, You don't get a piece of physical art with it um, because it's not priced in, but uh, I I mean, it it is what it is. So So when I start pricing stuff lower like that, then I increase the addition because there's an amount of value that I think or that I want to get out of a piece of art.
2: Definitely, yeah, for sure. When you um, list your art as a NFT, are, do you have a physical copy of it as well, or you're just doing it just as the rarity of the NFT? So the person who has it just has the NFT part of it.
3: They just get the NFT. The the physical pieces have value of their own. So if you were going to get a piece from a physical piece from me, you wouldn't get the NFT as well. Right. 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 Okay.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. And um, we were kind of just scoping a little bit of background about you, and uh, we saw we saw your TED talk. Um, and I, you know, two pieces for me really stood out your artwork, which I think are beautiful, was the Edge of Solace. Um, that, that piece is amazing. I would love to hang something like that up in, in the home of mine. And then um, I believe it was Ad, Adventisora? Adventisora? Adventisora. Adventisora. There it is. Um, and you had a fun story about that on the TED Talk about how you had to shoot that and make, break a little bit of the rules. Um, can you explain a little bit about those?
3: Yeah. So um, if you want to see what Edge of Solace looks like, my check out my newest tweet. I just, I just yeah. posted that, because that's going to be at, um, at Basel. Uh, shoot. So, I mean, Edge of Solace isn't a photograph. It's mm-hmm. something I made, right? It's three right. different photographs put together uh, to create this scene that I always wanted to photograph. I always wanted to find a dock that went off in an in a environment that looked infinite, so mm-hmm. like a nice foggy day, and... And it was just kind of fit into that aesthetic of comfortable isolation. It's a it's a place, and and the tone and the color just makes you feel like you can be there and be alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't find it, so I was on I don't know my fortieth dock, standing there, <laughs> disappointed at the view. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna take a picture of the dock."
2: Yeah. And,
3: then, uh, and then I took a picture of the water, and then I you know then I had some clouds, and I put it together. Um, that's and awesome. uh, it's it's one of the pieces that are like that I'm super proud of because it, it is the aesthetic uh, that mm-hmm. I look for, right? This idea of comfortable isolation. Um, so I always want my images to either be like Edge of Solace, which has one focal point in a big soft space, or I want my work to be so full of detail that you feel just as isolated. Mm-hmm. And that's what Aventisora is it's on the complete opposite side of the spectrum. There's so much detail and so much color and, and and high fidelity information in it that it's just, right? You're just in it and and you're there, but you're also, uh, you can be there by yourself because there's just so much noise. Um, right. So, you know, and every photographer wants to take a picture, an autumn picture of a Japanese maple. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and a lot of them from all over the world go to the tree in portland mm-hmm. and for that one reason alone i was like i don't want to take a picture of the tree in portland um and i never have the only photo i have of, of that tree in the portland garden is with my cell phone uh but so I, I had been looking for another tree another japanese maple and and i found that one Dude. And-
0: yeah it's beautiful awesome. i'm just looking at it right now and it, it's amazing looking you get almost lost just, just kind of staring at it. That's what I was uh, kind of going back. And I think I'm starting to appreciate art a little bit more from, um, you know, scrolling through some of your stuff right now. So uh, that's awesome. And, and uh, you had to, was there a little bit of something different? You said you had to basically set up over the line and make sure people weren't watching you uh, when you were getting ready to take that, that uh, photograph. So,
3: so I, I have a membership to that garden
0: mm-hmm.
3: and I can go in early. I can go in before they open so I can take oh, photographs wow. and, and the, the rules still apply, right? You can't walk mm-hmm. off the path because it's a curated garden, right? Now, and I was only you know a little bit off the path, but I was shooting medium format. And uh, here's like here's a medium format camera, I don't know if you guys know what that is, but the, the sensor on this thing is like you guys have all seen the yeah. sensor on a regular camera, right? Yes, yeah. that's how big the sensor is. It's like, oh wow, oh it's my huge, gosh. but because of the the mechanics and the the physics of of these cameras the lenses don't go that wide Mm -hmm. so the widest lens that i i had for that camera which was a pentax at the time um couldn't fit the whole tree in the picture so i had to if i wanted the picture i had to step back and and Mm -hmm. that was my only choice luckily i didn't have to go back that far because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to take the picture
0: yeah Dude, that's awesome man it looks like i said beautiful those are the two big ones that stood out to me and then um even some of the stuff that i've been seeing uh they scrolling through twitter and i saw you did like a halloween and a fantasy type drop where i know you're also collabing a little bit too with the angel baby hit squad on some stuff
3: yeah so uh what's really cool about the nft space is it's allowing me to, to sell stuff to distribute art that i never could have sold before right like um the angels that i did with ali uh mm-hmm. I would never have found a market for them in, right. a, in the, the real, in the physical world. Uh, but the NFT space is is, show, is giving me a whole new market. So I am excitedly doing more of that stuff because I've always wanted to create that kind of content. I yeah. never have because I've, I've been a professional artist since 2011, um, full time since 2014. That stuff doesn't sell in the real world, yeah. it just doesn't. <laughs> So yeah. I've been focusing on, you know, running a business, uh, and now I get to do a lot of this other stuff, and that's really that makes me happy. Like I before, I was when I was in that Twitter space right before this and right after this, I'm gonna go back and I need to edit a few more of those for the collab with you know, with the Hit Squad. I don't I don't know when this is coming out, but uh, their drop is sometime this week. They're doing a stealth drop, yeah. and then everybody. I'm the first airdrop so those angels that I've been producing for the last few days if you own it if you own one of the hit squad you're going to get one of these angels as a as an airdrop oh that's dope um,
0: yeah I was gonna say that that's an awesome part of that I've seen so many big names uh, also being in in part of that that uh, collab with them so that's awesome so you are going to be the first one um who comes out with them
3: yep first one so in awesome. a month or two it's going to drop
0: that that's awesome man um and i don't know if they actually put a release date out on that or is that um no it's just a self-drop little... yeah oh, oh right i got you i didn't know when what exactly week i know it was coming up pretty soon so i wasn't too sure on that because that's something i'm keeping an eye on i've never actually i don't think any of us have actually minted a uh, actually on an Sea or uh, mm-hmm.
1: ethereum platform before so it's gonna be new for us absolutely, absolutely. And then you were just doing um, a Twitter space. Now that you, it's, it's still early. We keep saying how early we are, but now that you're getting into Cardano, have you noticed um, any different engagement from, from the people like in Ethereum at all? Or, or from like, I mean, obviously the market's a little bit smaller and you know, not as much money being spent, but um, as far as people actually engaging goes, has that been a little different or more?
3: I, I don't like talking shit, but there's no way to say this that doesn't sound like talking shit. The Ethereum ecosystem is highly egocentric. Yeah. Right. So when you get into a Twitter space or a clubhouse room to talk about art, everyone's just talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. And on in the Cardano spaces, it's it's really different. It's a and a lot of times they're like academic discussions uh, and, and that's what they are. They are discussions. Um so so it's it's really different. the the two spaces are very different in that way. I I think that some of the mentality from the ETH market is gonna shift because those people are coming over here and more and more people are jumping in. And uh, in a lot of ways, the spaces are the selling platform. So there's a lot of people who are creating artists or teams or whatever, uh, and they wanna get their, their 15, 30 seconds of, of screen time you know Mm -hmm. we used to the traditional advertising tv and and social media you know you pay for that in this case we are getting our spaces again a chance to talk so um i can always tell though like when i'm in in a space i can always tell when someone gets up and they start to talk that i I can like from the tone i can just know that they're going to say like 14 words and then they're going to start talking about themselves Mm -hmm. and uh (laughs) it I, i don't see that much of that much of that here uh, on cardano i mean uh but i'm sure it's coming
2: i I definitely see that too i think it's more of a community base in the cardano versus ethereum side is not as much or as so because you know everyone is for each other in this space you know artists are for artists you know other mentors are for other mentors as far as wallet holders i just think it's a big great community everyone's in there for each other not just themselves so I, I, i get what you're saying on that part the differences between the two a lot of
1: people excited, you know, to learn because it's so much more accessible. I feel like getting Cardano. Uh, we've said that a few times. I know that's what you said when you first got into it. It was just the cheapest top ten coin. Um, so, so getting in is so much more accessible for people. So we always have new people and, and people trying to keep things fresh and, and actually trying to learn and be a part of the community. Whereas Ethereum kind of has um, it, it definitely has more of a roadblock. If you want to get into it, so I can see how it draws a different crowd or community um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say, this is
0: very, uh, it's been very inviting, to say the least, Um, especially seeing it grow over the last few months. It feels like it's been an eternity almost, you know, even since August itself. Um, He said, uh, it feels like a year in the space each month. But um, yeah, man, as it's growing, you're seeing all the different people kind of uh, surround each other. I know um, I I wanted to ask you too, as far as CNFT uh, projects that you're actually in, I know, uh, you know, a big, big interaction yesterday with the Claymates and Snoop Dogg recognizing them. And I feel like everybody in the CNFT community kind of just huddled around that and was like, yo, even if you're not a big fan of the Clays or not, not, not involved in that project, you were kind of rooting for it because it's gonna kind of elevate Cardano itself in that CNFT world. So um, are you involved in Clays at all? And uh, you see that, see that interaction?
3: Involved? I, I mean, I don't know any of the team there. Well, it's funny that I actually sp- spoke to the Clays um, in like March. Oh really they, they were in a they were in a uh, in a clubhouse room on it was on either side of course mm-hmm. and I remember like we were talking about it and I was like, yeah, you should do this like this would be really really awesome I don't remember what I said but I remember I was I was like rooting for them I was like do it yeah. you guys have something it's cool yeah and, and then they dropped later they dropped you know months later they made it a thing on cardano and I was super happy that they probably don't remember that conversation but it, it was really cool so I bought four. Nice. First oh, nice um and i should have bought more but i was same
2: <laughs> thinking, <laughs> yep
3: you know like I, I yeah so i have four and then i got four more with the uh halloween drop
0: nice yeah That. Uh, I was going to say, I think we all, that was like our first collective group as, as far as our group goes. The clay, uh, clay Nation's 10K drop was pretty much the first one we all kind of jumped in as a group on. I had ha- I had one of the Clays prior to that um, when they had minted before the 10K drop. And wasn't really even expecting what that was going to turn into at that time. I think I ended up minting three of them right now. And um, I think, TJ, you had, you had one as well, right? I did, yeah, I had one of them. So, um, yeah, it, it's a dope project itself. And I just think as far as the space, you know, in general, um, it, it's kind of cool to see them being, you know, elevating to where they're at right now in order to continue to kind of push that needle forward for CNFTs itself. Um, so it's definitely cool. What, are there any other CNFT projects that you're a fan of? Like any of the, are you involved with Space Buds and are any of those?
3: I have a Space Bud. Nice. You just got um, a Space was, Ape, right? Which one's a Space Ape?
1: the space apes the loveless ones i thought I saw yeah,
3: that. yeah i have 12 of those you? yeah I got, t-
1: I got 10 of those
3: <laughs> i was like that was me buying because i wanted a rare one and i was like well fuck right. this is rare. i'm gonna buy more and then right. i had to cut myself off um and uh, so yeah i have a bunch of those i don't even know what they're worth i was just thinking about that earlier because again that's 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 one of those things that you you buy as an investment to flip right right um <laughs> you keep some of them for the potential of the community or whatever they're going to bring. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you just, sometimes you just buy it for, you know, the floor. Of course. Um, so, yeah, so I have the space apes, I have the goats. So you did have, get a
1: goat. I've seen a lot of those around. They're posted all over. They seem to be pretty hot.
3: Yeah. They sold out. Which yeah. Is pretty cool. Spaces within. Okay. Or, yeah. or worlds within. That well, one is yeah. Um, yeah revolutionary. I think and not revolutionary, but they're the first VR NFTs. So and they're generative, which is just crazy.
0: Right. Yeah, um, I think I've been to two of those as well. Which are I think they, they have an announcement or something coming out here soon. Finally, or they, had, they got on know if it was they got on the token ref or one of those things. Yeah, I saw
3: I, that they got on token ref. I didn't check it out yet. Um, that's that's gonna be crazy. I have 48 right. and I haven't had oh, time shit. to look at how <laughs> oh really. <laughs> um, I was like, I got well, two, it's cool, you know. <laughs> <laughs> spaces Ada, that was another one. Mm-hmm. Not spaces, shapes, shapes. shapes. Like ADA. shapes that was I, by, uh, I buy Feta a lot G, of right? stuff because I, I give a lot away, right? Because right. I yeah. so I have a my own token, my own utility token for people who collect my work called the Gambit token. Yeah. Um, that's my first creative self-portrait from like years ago. It's it's, it's like I have a hood on and it's a one light so one lights in the eye and everything else is shaded and i have this deck of cards that i'm flipping and it goes yeah, all that's the way a dope across, picture yeah. i saw that
2: you did that it
1: was with cool toothpicks you, i was i mean i was going to ask you about that because i saw the um the special server on discord but to get the cards all to stay like that to get the picture
3: yes each card is an individual photo
2: oh okay oh, wow. that's awesome oh so wow all
3: right take the background and then i kind of like figured out where i was you know estimated where i was and then i took a bunch of more photos with the same light and I, I had glued toothpicks until I ran out of toothpicks and then it was Q-tips on each of the corners. <laughs> so I would take a picture by bending the card in front of the camera without my fingers on it. So I could edit out the rest of it. Right. Right. Um, so as a, as a way, like that's, that's basically everyone who buys one of those, the utility of it is they get a bunch of airdrops and they get early access to my new mints and, uh, the private conversation in discord and all of that. Um, so I forgot how we got there, but, uh,
0: (laughs) we were asking too. just, I mean, as far as your work itself with that gambit hundred, how, how do people get into that now? Is it by buying any of your current artwork or is that even able to be able to still get into it? Is that closed off?
3: So there's a hundred total. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm on like 18 and the only way to get one is to own one of my other pieces.
0: Okay. And And those are ones you're uh, currently selling?
3: Yeah. So once you have one of those pieces, if you want to also get a Gambit coin, then check it out. I'm going to do that for the first 50. Okay. And then after the first 50, then I will open it up to everyone. But uh, I want it to be a a place where I can reward my current collectors Mm -hmm. for supporting me. And so, so to get one, you have to be a collector. Right.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, dude. I think that it opens up a cool market, right? Like Instead of the, the utility part of this, right? As being part of this club, this group, and just getting to see, you know, a little insight into your world. I think NFTs have a cool opportunity to do things like that. Because we were talking a little bit about, you know, a Patreon with YouTubers and things like this is the access into their club and paying a certain membership fee. Nowadays, you're able to mint NFTs and tokens and let that be your actual like stamp into your collection or into your world. I think that's a, a lot cooler of an, uh, you know you have to express yourself a little bit too with that actual artwork by doing that. So I think that, that's an awesome way to do things.
1: And I just think you're seeing it a lot more now too too. So I, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, because everyone you, you see everyone talking about the the state of the Cardano marketplaces. You know, smart contracts were added, but not a lot of people have it. Um, I saw on Discord, you also do some auctions too for some of your sales. Have have you seen some more luck just early on on Cardano with some auctions or um, is it just we're all still so early just kind of waiting for things to develop?
3: Uh, I did auctions on the Discord servers.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: and And I mean, here's the thing, like you can create art and make pictures and share them wherever, but if you can't get eyes on them, you can't sell them. Mm-hmm. So the Discord servers... Give you a chance to to create your own little spotlight on some of your art, and I think that they were uh, a launchpad. the The downside of that is that uh, the only eyes you get are the people who are in that Discord, mm-hmm. and there there are not many Discords that are having fine art auctions. So the the crypto fly is kind of the only one. Yeah. Uh if you, if you jump on the other Discords and you look at all their auctions, it's for Space Buds or
0: UnSigs or you know. Uh, yeah. The oh yeah,
3: UnSigs is the other project, one of the other projects I have. But um yeah, so you gotta go where your art fits in, right? Mm-hmm. Um but Ali and I were just talking like a few days ago, maybe a week ago, that we might have outgrown CryptoFly. Mm-hmm. Um and which is lucky for us that you know these platforms are coming out, so it's good timing.
0: Right. Yeah, I think CryptoFly was one of the first like auction servers I had been back in the day. Uh, I think CNFT, IO's Auction House, as well as Lovelace's uh, were like the two main ones when I first started jumping in. But uh, I did see CryptoFly as well it was one of the, the the originals back in the day, but I haven't seen, I haven't been in there at all, really, uh, since it kind of took off the space back maybe like September-ish. Um, I think the only ad- actual outside of artwork um, type pieces that at least I know that I own and I'm starting to get into it. I don't know I've gotten one of a uh, backwards geometries pieces. Is one I don't know if you're familiar with him at all.
3: No, um, I think I heard the name once or twice, but I yeah.
0: haven't. I think he did did a uh, collab with somebody. I don't know. They have another one called Art of Women of on Cardano, um, and they just did a collab piece, but it, it's more traditional style of artwork, right? Um, and that's the only thing that I've really seen outside of uh, what what you got going on. But honestly, I again, your your stuff to me is um is very like i you know capturing it uh captivating and something that i now probably going to do more research and try to jump into some, some of your stuff uh after we get off this call and uh do a little bit more research
3: should um, buy one on the call dude no there you go. yeah right yeah. yeah let me load up that wallet real quick and uh, we'll get going right
0: data list uh we're synced right now to the blockchain <laughs> um i wanted to talk to you too because i saw but i do follow you on twitter and things as well um you were up in new york this past week right yes and uh you were so you did you attend the actual NFT week itself i did see you meeting with a few different people out there and uh you know what did you what did you do out there
3: um i i did manage to get in ellie and i got in um with some bogus passes they were they were the real passes <laughs> but uh they were given to us um just because of all, all the people we know mm-hmm. but uh most of what we did was just party yeah <laughs> we go to my I place new york man. fair enough yeah <laughs> um and you you know like you don't have to be hustling all the time but I feel like I should have done more had more conversations but it didn't it was hard it just seemed like a a giant clusterfuck for lack of a better term yeah like, I, don't, I don't know It's just a lot of shit happening all at once and um you know one thing it, it was all ETH related it was mostly on ETH side right and one of the things that sort of you know, going back to the ETH culture is very clicky. So it was it's very difficult, I felt, mm-hmm. to get into conversations with new people, uh and and whatnot. So, but it was a good time. And there was a lot of art exhibits that Ali and I went to. And it's uh it was totally worth, totally worth the trip. If yeah, if not course. just for us, but we also met some people and and managed to make a few online relationships stronger. And, uh, and that's what these conventions are for.
0: Yeah, see, that's, I, I didn't really know there was a whole NFT week going on. The only thing I'd kind of followed through was actually with the board apes. You know, I've, I've seen that whole conference and I saw their party that they had. And it's, you know, obviously that, that whole side is taking off. And I think they're kind of like the benchmark for a lot of these uh, projects to live up to right now in the NFT world. Um, as far as, you know, a community is growing from it, um, not necessarily the artwork itself, maybe, but yeah. just what they're doing as far as the community is growing. So, um, it was interesting to see all that stuff start to take off, and that's where I kind of started to follow up on the actual NFT week itself. Um, but uh, what I was interested in on Cardano's side, which I'm uh, I'm a legacy pass holder for a at con, and I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Are you are you involved with the, uh, at all in that?
3: Involved in
0: last, uh, as no. far as um, had bought a legacy pass itself.
3: Yeah, I grabbed I grabbed two one okay. one for me and one for Ali, uh, and we were just talking about that today. Is like we're looking forward to that. Um, All of these like little meetups around the country, I think, are freaking really cool. Yeah, and um, it's what's really cool is you're taking a completely online community and putting them into a physical community, and I think that's that's been really cool. And that's one of the things that's very different about this than. and I guess it's just moving with the times, right? Like our right. technology is, allows us to do a video call with four people from four different corners of wherever you are. And, um, and to be able to bring this into something real yeah. uh, is really awesome.
1: Well, I like being able to see, uh, I mean, all these NFT spaces that are digital come into these physical spaces. Like you guys were in New York. Um, I mean, even a lot of your stuff you can get um, as actual physical pieces, as well as a digital art. If you want to have both and, and have represented like that, what's is it Infinite Spaces, Tommy? Um, where you've seen where we've seen people get their um, other NFTs, like the uh, Aeonium Sky ones into physical art and stuff like that too. So it's it's exciting seeing all these this digital art also come into the physical space and just grow.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I'm oh involved. I own a few of the Cardano trees, the living art, on, you know, on the blockchain, mm-hmm. um, and they have the you know the digital frames. I feel like those are they're already working on trying to get those into production a little bit, and you know, to be able to display these on chain um, pieces of art. So I think that that's definitely a, a new thing instead of just traditional painting. I think that you know they're also moving towards a digital world that's happening as well. But I don't necessarily know that you'll ever replace, like you said, the physical artwork and the, and the frames um, themselves.
3: I think it depends on the display.
0: Right.
3: You know, if we could do a display like this, this is not backlit. Mm -hmm. It's a digital display that's not backlit. Then as soon as this comes out in color, oh man, then I probably won't produce anything but this type of work. Really?
0: That's that's interesting.
3: Uh, I mean, that would be amazing. You could, uh, right now, I think the digital displays look like TVs, which is, Mm -hmm. a TV is great when you want to watch something blow up and people fall in love and drama and all that stuff, but (laughs) displaying art it's not, not very, but then again, you know, I'm kind of, I'm a traditional person, you know, yeah. so I want to see the art in a different way, but a lot of the people coming in to the space are totally fine with a digital display in a frame and, uh, and that's enough. So, so, so yeah, that's, you know, bringing these things out, but once the metaverse gets here, right. right five, 10, or seven to 15 years from now, mm-hmm. they will be on display in a space right. that you can exist in
1: yep you know yeah the other problem a- i think with physical uh like digital displays now if it was a tv or something like like what you have behind you on the wall uh, the the ratios and things like that don't work or if you want to have something that's a photog- like you know a photo that's you know why wi- wider than a tv you know that the ratio of it it's just not going to look right um and you won't yeah. be able to enjoy it it won't take up the wall the same way if it's smashed down to a television that only really worked for for some pieces too so uh, it's not quite there i know what you mean with the digital screens yet we can enjoy it in that way
3: i wonder if i could create or commission building a panoramic digital display
1: almost like a curved screen but you know like a a wide like an ultra wide yeah Mm mm-hmm See that'd be
0: dope. Uh, all the, all this is bringing up conversation right now, right? As as we're sitting to talk about it, and, you know, I'm sure people in the future here are going to do that because of these these reasons and these things coming up. Um, mm-hmm. Now that we're moving this way, uh, quick wanted to just segment back. So you said, um, "Art Basel down in Miami." Um, is that what, what? What exactly is that? I'll be honest. We're we're we uh, we all live in Florida right now, so we're not too far from Miami. Um,
3: so Art Basel or Basel itself is a place in Switzerland. And they have an oh, art show different. every year.
0: Okay. We're a little far. Um,
3: <laughs> no, no, it, it is. My, so yeah. it, it's, they have this really famous art show every year. And then um, it's so famous that they do it in two other places. So they do it in Hong Kong and then they do it in Miami. So the, the Art Basel itself, the show, the gallery, the convention happens in Switzerland, Hong Kong, and then Miami. And because it's so big and so popular, and such high value art goes in there. There's a whole bunch of other expos and art events pop up all around it. So Art Basel becomes Art Basel Miami week. And it's this week long art event that happens all over Miami and, uh, in December. So December two through five is when most of the conventions are open publicly Mm -hmm. and there's 10 major expos and then 5,000 or more satellite shows and events, uh, Earlier today, I had one of my Hawaii, one of my Florida people called me about possibly doing an art show in their restaurant. Um, so this restaurants are doing their own little art shows, right? And then, yeah. so this is this big art event, right? And I'm doing Red Dot Red Dot Art Expo, one of the yeah. big ten, and uh, so so I'll be there from end of November to the middle of Je- middle of December. Uh, showing my work and having conversations and, and stuff like that so if you guys want to be there then uh, i'll put a note here um send i'll send you guys tickets to red dot dude that'd be, that'd be dope uh,
0: that's awesome yeah. <laughs> that's really the only uh, art that i've ever checked out really down in miami or down there is the the winwood i was gonna uh, say Wynwood the walls. Walls right yeah. oh, it's
3: in Wynwood. so oh, really okay. Man- <laughs> it's the Mana convention center or Mana convention center is where okay. red dot happens really? and um it's big it's like a yeah hundred thousand square foot convention
0: oh wow okay oh wow
1: what it's what weekend is that actually
3: the first week of december so december two through five huh.
1: that's oh, not okay. a bad time to be in florida too if you're coming uh from the pacific northwest yeah, not yeah. At all. it's
0: finally starting to cool off a little bit down here we're making it into the 60s so uh we're getting a little sweater weather over here for us yeah those <laughs> will be
2: 80 by next week yeah
0: so that's <laughs> actually awesome i didn't know that but um You know, I may take you up on that. If you end up uh, messaging after that, Um, that'd be be kind of cool. Yeah, I'll send
3: you guys a, actually, there should be a link in, I'll send you guys a thing, but uh, there should be a link in my channel on my Discord.
0: Okay. Okay. Great. Bro, awesome. Dude, that's dope. Um, well, I know we're getting, we're approaching getting close here on that hour. Um, I don't know if you guys had any other questions or if you had anything um, to get with us. I know we're, we're still growing as, as far as the podcast itself. And we're kind of, our, our goal is just to kind of educate and get the everyday consumer. Um, a lot of our friends, you have no idea what this is when you tell them an NFT. Literally no clue. So we're trying to educate a little bit in our way. Um, and just bringing actual awareness to the actual artists themselves so it's kind of cool to have you on and we appreciate uh even spending some time with us it's really been a, a good time over here um,
1: Absolutely. yeah actually I'm, I'm just honestly curious i know um you know looking through your pictures and, and then reading the descriptions and i know in your about me the basic one it was i mean i know you spent some time in alaska and then um <clears throat> you obviously have some pictures there in new york city but just where else have you traveled, or, or where's been some of the better places where you've been able to take some time to, to you know, get some of your favorite, I guess, pieces? You probably have even more that you haven't even posted that we wouldn't know about, but at least the ones we've seen.
3: Yeah, everything. Like, I don't. I don't. Not just because I made a picture doesn't mean that's something I'm going to sell, right? So I have. I have worked mm-hmm. for a lot more work than the hundred plus pictures on my website. Ah, uh, shoots. Where have I been? I mean.
1: Were you in Alaska? I mean, was it all six years? I know um, you mentioned you're in the Air Force six years. I guess not all of it would have been there, but was that the majority of it in Alaska?
3: My first three years were in Alaska, and then, and then I went to Nevada. Um, so places that I, I, I don't know. So I think my list is like 14 or 15 countries now. So oh, it's wow. not that many. Um, but my favorite, the place I really want to go back to, to photograph is Morocco. I was there for like two weeks, not even two weeks. I was there for like five or six days and I didn't get as many photos as I thought that I should, which is probably what I think about every place. But I think Morocco has a lot of hidden hidden gems and I would love to go back there. Uh, I would like to experience the coast and then head into the the high atlas, which is the the top of the Sahara Desert. Um, I think that place is has got a lot of, a lot of things that, that, could, that you could reveal in art in a special way. Um, I really liked Bali, and I also really loved Italy for photos. Right? But I mean, obviously, who wouldn't? Yeah. The, the place that I really want to go is Lebanon and Croatia. Okay.
1: Okay. Croatia, especially. Yeah. I know like the, the cliffs and the oceans there. I mean, it's like the, the big tourist destination spots are in Florida. So everyone here, you know, goes to the Bahamas or the Caribbean or or Mexico, but I know over there, that's kind of Croatia's that spot just because how beautiful it is.
3: Well, I mean, Iceland is on the list, but Ali is Panamanian and she's going to take me to Panama. And I thought Panama, when I think of Panama, I just, I see the canal in my head and then like (laughs) either side (laughs) and that's it. But then (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, I saw a picture uh of all the mountains there and and how beautiful it is so i'm really looking forward to that as well i mean the world's a beautiful place so th- there's just a lot to see and you just have to be on the lookout for it
0: yeah for sure well, um you got but a I'm, lot more countries on on the list than i do right now um tj sorry i did not want to interrupt you
2: no no you're good i was just gonna say I heard, I heard one of the uh videos that you spent like a whole day for that monolith for that perfect picture so i know yeah. you're willing to you know stake out somewhere for that that photo that you, or that vision that you have for your art, so I think that's dedication. I think that's awesome too. I was gonna
1: say I could see why you'd want more time in like Morocco because it, it can take so long sometimes to get that. You know, waiting for the, the sun or whatever it is that you are waiting for for the perfect condition to get that picture, and then it's like, okay, they spent three days here. We need to keep going.
3: <laughs> Some of the the real pros, <laughs> the real pros, the the bigger like, uh, you know, they'll they'll do a week. They'll do more go back every day to the same place. I have a photo from, um, from Hawaii and it's, it's taken with a small compact camera, but I went back to the same spot 27 times wow. over the course of three months to get a good photo that I thought was good. Right, uh, right. And uh, it, that's, just what, that's just what it takes. So, I mean, if you travel across the world for something or across the country, then um, sometimes you got you to spend more time
1: well, even the picture, I'm um, sorry, I forget the name of it. The one we were talking about earlier, you took in the garden of the red tree of the um, the maple. Um, mm-hmm. I think you even said in that, that you went back uh, three or four times so you finally got the light yeah. right on that one even.
3: Yeah, light right, and then the color to come out. And then I got lucky because the fog rolled in. So um, in, in landscape photography, there is a lot of uh, elements beyond your control.
1: Paul comes in and, just before and, I kicked out, right and off the path.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's uh, okay. yeah, man.
0: I've, I I said I've never really been too focused on the actual artwork itself um, until I'd say this past couple of months, getting into these NFTs. because it's I think it's opened my eye to a new world. Um, and you know, I'm starting to focus on you know less of these profile pic drops sometimes and actually looking to stuff that actually is true artwork because I'm starting, you know, looking around my walls, they're a little getting a little empty over here. Um, we could, uh, you know, it's, it's always fun to, uh, appreciate new art and, and stuff that's being developed and it's cool to see it also getting onto the blockchain itself. Um, A lot more
1: to appreciate because when we're, when you get over, you know, just all this overkill of the profile pictures and then, you know, they run them through an algorithm or whatever generates 10,000 pictures where you actually had to be there taking a picture you know, if, uh, like you said, even more more than once to get the right one to the one that we're actually seeing finally for sale. Um, so there's a lot more to appreciate there. It's not, uh, it's grown a lot too, growing our interest. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah dude. So um, we'll, we'll go ahead.
0: Um, yeah, I would appreciate your time uh, it's coming out Definitely. here. I know. I know we're, uh, you know, not not the biggest of uh, the artists yet over here. So, I, you know, just, just sitting down and talking in this space, it's nice to kind of bridge the gap of our audience and then um, what, what you're working with and putting the two together inside the NFT world is dope, man. Um, so we appreciate your time and uh, definitely be reaching out to you a
1: little bit about that uh, at our Basel in Miami. That, that's definitely awesome. Uh, well, and I got my eye on some pieces, too. I'm not. Like you said, you got those ones you flip and and I've been building up. You start slow and eventually you can start building more or buying more than one, like you said, and kind of hold two or three as we're just starting to kind of get into that space. So, so I'm working up to it though. Now that we've uh, been looking at these the past three weeks, I got mine on a couple of them. Hopefully get there soon. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So uh,
0: Jason, I don't know if you want to go ahead. Where can everybody find your work currently? Where, Where are your socials right now that you're currently on?
3: So my, my socials are Real Jason Matias on all the platforms. So Instagram and, and Twitter uh, are both Real Jason Matias because some guy in New Jersey has my name and I uh, <laughs> won't give it up. Uh-huh. And then there's Facebook. If, if Facebook is, is your thing, it's increasingly less friendly to, to artists. Uh, and then my website is jasonmatias.com.
0: Awesome. Well, we appreciate that. We'll go ahead and make sure to link this in the description. Um, We should be putting out, I think we're going to go ahead and edit it up and it should be out this week, I would think. Um, So we'll go ahead and shoot you some messages and appreciate your time on here, man.